Welcome to Gold Force Side Effects. I'm your host, Kevin Simon. Uh, today, my co-host, John, couldn't be in because he's out sick. Uh, I know, you know, quick prayer rushes for him and hopefully he gets better. But y'all know my co-co-host, my co-co-host, Wade. How you doing, Wade? Doing great, man. How you doing, man? Good. I know we got a lot of information for the people tonight, so let's get dig right into it, man. Let's get into it. So, uh, first, I first would like to talk a little bit about, because I was talking to Wade about this before uh, we came on. I know a lot of y'all are waiting on your claims. I know a lot of y'all are not understanding what's taking so long. I'm finding out, if you live in d different states, and I know this is what me and Wade were talking about, is like North Carolina, their claims are getting done within you know, less than three months. Florida, about less than three months. Missouri, it could be up over a year right now to some people. And Wade's going to talk a little bit why that is. Go ahead, Wade. Um, yeah, just from my understanding, from what my VSO explained to me, uh, different VA systems are, uh, you know, overloaded. The, the Raiders overloaded with uh, claims. Um, particularly when the PACT Act was enacted and, you know, they had over a hundred and I think it was 120,000 claims come in at one time, you know, different states have different amounts of claims. So for instance, I'm in Iowa, they get overloaded of claims. They're going to shoot those claims and they, they may shoot them to Texas, Indiana, wherever, wherever they're not so bogged down. Um, and uh, that they, is it efficient? It's the government, you know, make your own choice. Uh, so, you know, I, I personally, it, I, I am, I am at a hundred percent permanent in total. It took me 25 years to get to that. So, and I have been seeing, particularly with the PACT Act, I've been seeing a lot of people and I've, I've worked with a handful of people here in the last year. Um, I just had a gentleman uh, literally last night, send me uh, a text to who he went to a hundred percent and he got there in six months. That's, that's phenomenal. You know, good for him. I think it's great. So to, to see to see people getting rated and getting these fast fast being a year or two years, that that is fast. So, you know, just, just be patient. You know, it, it'll come. And, and if you get denied, get with your VSO. I hope everybody has a good VSO and, you know, see if there's grounds for an appeal. That's that's the best best advice anybody can give you. And do not file it on your own. Uh, Never one little mistake is automatic de denial. I think that's the part that really burns my ass because everybody who I deal with that deals with the VSO here or in other places, they're getting rated so much faster because they're using somebody who will help them. Absolutely. And so now we're going to get into the other topic. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to start off with my, my topic. One, something I didn't actually share with you to, uh, yet, Kevin, but uh, today is my one year alcohol free. All right. Congratulations. I walked out of the hospital one year ago today, um, and I have not had a single drop of alcohol in one year. Imagine. Um, since Desert Storm, and it wasn't Desert Storm that did it, I drank before I went in the military. Um, as you, as you know, I was in the 82nd, which is not an excuse. It's not a, but it was a, 
that's my banner child. Um, I, I learned to drink a lot um, and still function. Since leaving Bragg, I could probably, and that was in 94, I could literally count on one hand how many days I did not drink until last year. And that's, that's, nothing, that's nothing I'm proud of. That's just a fact. So um, I ended up with something they called necrotizing pancreatitis, which is that not good. I had to look it up. And when I left, I had a little troll of a doctor telling me uh, it, was, it, was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty simple uh, treatment. Not simple. It was a long haul, but it was a pretty simple treatment. And the number one treatment was quit drinking. And uh, after a hard look in the mirror, and knowing, you know, I had more to live for, you know, I dumped every ounce of alcohol in my sink that night and I never took another drink of alcohol after I came home. And she um, was, uh, you got to tell this part of the story. She was an ass chewer because she, oh, she was a huge ass. She was a straight bitch and I'm glad she was. She, she was great. And I, and I already sent her a thank you note in the mail today to let her know. That she changed my life around, and and you're getting better, aren't you? Oh, I'm I'm feeling great. I'm I'm on top of the world. Am I 100? No, by by not by any means, but I'm a hell of a lot better than I was a year ago. And so, so the last year's been it's been great. You know, I've I've done a lot of things in the last year, and a lot of things that I will actually remember. You know, versus the years previous. Um, pancreas is coming back. Um, so that, that kind of what I wanted to run into a few of the, few of the health issues. So my pancreas, pancreas is a thing that was on the pact. It's actually pancreatic cancer. Um, originally they had pancreatitis. They took that off. They had a pancreas, pancreatic cancer. So my question is, um, if let's just say I had pancreatic cancer or they left pancreatitis on there. Could I claim that as a presumptive to go for illness? Whose fault is it? Is it the go for's fault or is it my dumbass fault for drinking it away? That's what I want to know. As any reasonable person will, will say, alcohol in general obviously increases your cholesterol, increases your blood pressure, causes ED, causes a, a, a wide variety of other health issues. Now, a lot of these health issues also align with a lot, a lot of things that Gulf War veterans complain of, to include myself. Now, am I blaming it on alcohol? Am I blaming it on Gulf War? I can't tell you. Again, I'm probably going. People are probably going to, as they're sitting here taking a drink, looking at me, or not. Whatever. I'm not saying that nothing happened. I'm not saying I'm right there with everybody. But what I'm saying is there's a lot to be said for personal accountability. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, hey, just like the doctors told me, look, you got to you got to figure something out with your diet. You got to figure something out with drinking water. And since I've done it and since I wore the patches of that, my levels went back up. I was at 61. I'm at 71. The kidney doctor is like, look, that is phenomenal. We, we need to keep going up, so I'm still doing my regiment, and I drink coconut water. I drink water during the day. I'll have probably part of a Dr. Pepper at night. 
I asked her, is it okay if I drink a beer every now and again? She's like, yeah, that's fine. And then she, I said, you know, Dr. Pepper, she goes, yeah, that's fine. But it's within limitations. If you drink, she like she told me, if you drink a soda can full of Dr. Pepper, you drink two, two of them in water. You got to keep your kidneys flushed. You got to keep everything flushed. And that's where the alcohol part comes into play, which there is, do I believe some people had alcohol problems because of uh, uh, of Desert Storm and what and what they did to us? Yeah, I could. I, I, I could see that. You know, they, they medicate us. They tell us it's all in your head. I mean, which discarded vets on here, and I'll tell you, Every time I talk to him on the phone, he he'll tell you. It's they tell him all the time it's all, all in your head. That shit will take you to drinking or or, or doing stuff. I'm I'm not saying he drinks, so anybody out there listening, but what I'm saying is when they keep telling you it's all in, in your head, after a while it you're like, Well, I guess it is. So people smoke marijuana, they drink, they pop pills to take the pain away and and to take whatever they're putting inside your head away also. I, I truly believe that. Oh, I, I totally agree with you. You know, um, as, as you and I discussed, you know, within within a month after quit drinking is when my chronic pain actually started. I didn't know when I when I read about these people talking about chronic pain throughout their body. You know, I, I, I didn't have it, so I couldn't relate. But that's when I did have it. You know, so that's what I've been dealing with. And so now I actually have a little understanding of what they're talking about. By my drinking, all I was doing was masking that pain, you know, so kind of traded one for the other. I think I traded. I don't know which one was better, but, you know, sleeping. I know a lot of guys take a lot, take something for, for sleeping. Well, I drank myself to sleep. Yeah. You know, um, I stayed thin. I'd rather drink beer than have a meal. And that that's the other thing that's. I told my doctor, I don't drink alcohol. I only drink beer. And, you know, I mean, when you obviously when you look at it, my doctor's like, how many beers a day you have? Everybody knows the magic answers, too. Well, no, I'd have at least 12. OK, when I say personal, I have no problem with alcohol. I have no problem with people who drink. You know, I had a, I myself was the problem. I couldn't go to dinner and have one or two beers. I'm going to go to dinner and I'm going to have six beers. Then I'm going to go home. You know, and I'm going to have at least six more beers. So, you know, it, it's me. I'm not. And the right. VA did do a study years ago. I did talk about, about Desert Storm veterans and their, the, the long as they answered. But their, their study came up that said that, yes, there was a high prevalence of alcoholism, according to their standards. And beer was the highest rated of what, you know, veterans drank. So, I mean, it's there. It's, it's, it, is it the culture? Is it the society? Is it whatever? I mean, it's there. But again, it comes down to, you know, you know, look at yourself in the mirror. You know, if you ever ask yourself, like me at the time, I actually told myself, you know, maybe I should, you know, cut down on my drinking a little more. Well, it took something like this for me to stop. So, and, that, and that's just my story. I'm just, I'm just sharing my story. Right. It, you know? took, it took her scaring the living shit out of you. It scared the shit out of me. Well, I she told me you that, called me that day. Yeah, I was a wreck. You remember, I was a complete wreck. Yeah. But, man, to quit cold turkey, shit, after all them, them years, man, I give you props. I give you yeah, a lot I mean, of props for that. 
no. you, you know, and I, I haven't this I haven't shared it with anybody today. I haven't I haven't talked to anybody about it. this is the first time I'm sharing it with anybody today. You know, and, so. and for my chronic pain, I always thought it was my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, children. I just dad's joke. Dad's joke. Don't I'm just kidding. Really, my chronic pain, I, I've always had some, but. I always thought maybe because I'm pushing myself, but man, over the time, it's just like the wearing down. It just got to me. And I finally said, I can't do this shit anymore. Something's going on. Well, and I mean, you look, you look at your job, you're on your feet all day. Yep. You know, and, and, and believe it or not, I'm not going to say that I feel 100% because I don't. I still get really tired. My fingers still go numb some, but the pain, my pain level is so much more tolerable and which I'm I'm grateful. Yeah, I figure man, if I get a year out of the, out of what I'm doing right now, shit, I'm grateful, man. That's how that's right. how I look at it. Right, exactly. And, and you know, and not one fix is going to fix everybody. And that that's kind of one what I, we were talking about the researchers. I I I've, I've talked to Dr. Galan, which I, I did have a friend of mine on one of the sites. Uh, kind of he kind of ran her. I think we all kind of for this for the most part all are we're tired of research, and I get it. And I, I'm right there. I'm right there with everybody. I'm tired of research too. Um, I am signing back up for another research study with the VA in San, San Francisco. They, I participated. They reached out. I am going to participate in another study there. I'm participating in one more with Dr. Galam, with her, and then I, I caved. I shouldn't say I caved. I am going to do a diet study with American University in D.C. Um, now, say I tried. I tried to do the, the one in Florida, and they turned me down because my kidney functions. They're like, if you have any type of renal problems, you you can't do them. And so for the diet study in Florida, yeah. And so it, I don't know why. And so you know, just check with them, uh, especially about your pancreas. Did you tell them any of that? What? Yeah, but I'm but I'm writing yours down too because I got to talk to her tomorrow morning. I just want to ask her because it. Yeah. It's it's essentially the same study, but the American University. I'm very, I'm, I am very impressed with them. Uh, and and I, like, like we discussed, I told them I won't do any more studies that doesn't involve money. And when I say money, we're, we're we are reimbursed. Um, I'm so sick of these uh, researchers where I, I spent a lot of money out of my own pocket over the years going and doing. Um, right. If I'm, if I'm personally, and I don't want to make money. I don't care about the making money. I want to be the reimbursed money. You know, where at least I, you know, to go out to D.C., um, to fly there, do their thing and then come home. That, that costs some money. And this the American University, they are reimbursing. So that's that's the only reason I'm, I'm doing doing their thing. And I'm very optimistic about their. I shouldn't say optimistic. I think that they have a really good program right. is what I'll say right now. I haven't been there. Maybe maybe when I'm out there, I, I'm going to the second part of the study is for two weeks. So. When I'm out there, maybe we can do a podcast when I'm there and see how it's going. If I'm still like upright, if maybe I won't be upright, who knows? We'll see what happens. 
<laughs> but that would be kind of cool just to, you know, kind of get an update when we do that. I wish you laying in a hospital bed, all yeah. these wires all over you. I'll be like, damn, yeah, we're going to enjoy the shit out of this. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, I know with risk going on right now, you know, I listened to some of it to, today. and uh, Oh, yeah. What, what did you hear today? So what I, what I heard today was they talked a lot about um, the cells inside of our bodies. But they, they they talked a lot about with the chemicals, but they were re- trying to relate, okay, the chemicals in South Carolina and then chemicals from, you know, people who got COVID and this, this, and this. and But I, to me, how do you balance 35 years to two years to, to a year? I, I don't understand that. How are you going to fix 35 years of damage to somebody who's, a year or two years or three, three years. I mean, that's a big jump to, to me. To me, that is a huge difference. And I think that also, to me, was some of their concerns is doing with the blood markers and everything. I didn't get to listen to Dr. Glum, which I really wanted to, because I do know when she was coming up, because they were talking about we're going to do research on how the VA is treating their their vets. Yep. So yep. I was like, well, I damn well know that had to be her in there. And, but I, I just don't know how do you go and want to keep doing research, but study somebody who's a year out to 35 years out. I, to me, I, I just, I'm out, but I'm not a doctor. I just cut hair for a living. Right. You know. It's above our pay grade. Well, and that's that's kind of what when, when I had that opportunity to talk to Dr. Galam, that's kind of what I told her. And and I'm I'm only I'm not. This is where my other heartache is. Now we're getting lumped into Gulf War veterans. We have Desert Storm and then post 9/11. It's not the same. We we have our issues. Post 9/11 veterans, they have their issues. Right. And but the research, the research is still it's it's kind of it's kind of getting jumbled together. And, 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 and that's what I was explaining to her, like it, just in our group, we had seven hundred thousand. And I know that someone's going to go, no, it was only six fifty. No, it was seven hundred, whatever. Seven hundred thousand. OK, troops. And we were all deployed differently. You know, you were on a ship. I'm over here in the desert. The Marines are up here in Kuwait. I mean, and then the pilots up above. We all had different exposures of different kinds. Some took shots, some didn't. Some took pills, some didn't. Some the Marines, they were coated in oil, oil fires. Like I've seen pictures of the Marines coated in their smoking their oil. I was never coated like that. And then I'm talking to a female that got all the shots pre-deployment. But she never deployed, but she received all the equipment coming back home that's, that hadn't been cleaned off yet. She was a decontamination. But then she gets sick. So, you know, trying to find a common denominator, they're, they're, we all had different amounts of exposures, different exposures, but they're all treating us as one. Right. And, 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 and correct. But I believe also that post 9-11, it wasn't I, I mean, I, I'm not saying it wasn't bad, guys. I'm not. But ours was really bad. Because, I mean, it looked like nighttime out there. It, I mean, when, when post-9-11 happened, 
not all the oil rigs were on fire. When Desert Storm happened, they were all on fire. Right. And so right. I, I see the difference. And you didn't have the anthrax vaccine post 9-11 to the anthrax that we got. So, I mean, it, yeah, we shouldn't be lumped into one one group. Right. It's, it's two, two separate, two different. You know, you can, it, it is apples and oranges. Right. And when, you know, when they say burn pits, you know, our we didn't have burn pits like the post 9-11. Those are some goddamn burn pits, you know. You know, they're throwing medical waste and human waste and camel waste, and whatever waste they could find, they were throwing them in. Those guys, they had burn pits. You right. know, we, we, we had, you know, tubs of shit with diesel that we were standing out there burning. You know, a couple holes in the desert that we threw MRE boxes and stuff in. That's not a burn pit. You know, so, I mean, it is apples and oranges. And again, we had our own exposures. It's just you, you, you can't research you got to separate it. Right, right. And, no, no, I know. Totally, and, and which I, I'm glad, to, I'm glad risk is going. I'm glad that people are speaking up. I'm glad people are doing what they're doing up there. But if, if they could ask one question, and this would be the one question I would like to hear an answer to when are we going to see results for us to get better? Get, give us a time frame. Like, to me, I think Dr. Glum is an excellent doctor. I agree. I, I think Dr. Nicholson, I think Florida, all them doctors, I think they're great doctors. And I believe, like, like Dr. Nicholson, you could hear the passion. Dr. Glum, you can hear her passion. And when I talk to Jimmy, uh, you can hear their passion in it. But the problem is, is they get the research, give it to the VA. The VA don't do anything about it. Right. They, it's just true. So why keep doing research if you're not going to do anything about it? And then I hear a damn story today that that this is what I just heard from a doctor today that gave a pen, not from risk, but I watched a YouTube video about how bad gabapentin is for you. And I'm like, well, shit, I was on that thing for years at 2,700. He was only talking about 600 milligrams. And, and I'm like, you know, I'm tired of taking, I don't want to be one of them commercials that says, yes, excuse me, if you've taken gabapentin in the last yep. five years and you have had, you know, neuropathy, you had this, this, and this, please call this law firm. I mean, I don't want to be a Camp Lejeune uh, lawyer on on the TV. That, that's how I look at it. And right, right. And, and but the stuff they're talking about now, which you brought it up about Doctor Nicholson, and that's the thing that pisses me off more than anything is Doctor Nicholson was trying to tell them exactly what you are saying today. I said back in the nineties. And right. he, he was shunned from Congress and Senate. Exactly. Right. Um, oh, that's what I wanted to bring up about that. Uh, the veteran that I discussed, um, I, and again, I, I didn't want to put his name out. Um, so back in when I started doing this in the mid 90s um, and I, I had linked up with Dr. Nicholson and I had my blood. He was the first one to test for a mycoplasma infection, and it was mycoplasma incognitus, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, M. fermentans strain. Um, 
and I believe that was 1999. I tested positive again in 2001. And that was done with his lab. Um, presented that to infectious disease at the VA. They literally dismissed me and said I had to leave. Um, I had submitted it to my VA claims. No, nothing. This this doesn't exist. Whatever. Discounted. Denied. Um, down the road, uh, the VA and the DOD did their own studies uh, testing for this. And that's where it came into where they essentially discounted Dr. Nicholson's results. It was the DOD and the VA that skewed the whole study to discount it. So fast forward to last week when I saw this, that the veteran posted that, uh, um, that he was awarded entitled to service connection for disability, namely chronic fatigue, manifested by a positive mycoplasma test is granted. And this goes back to 1999, which I about fell over when I saw that. I have never saw, I've never seen a, 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 an award claim. I'm sorry, it goes back to 2002. So, I mean, kudos to that veteran who got that. But that just tells me that, that the VA actually recognizes that. So if you're a veteran that's been doing this a long time, and maybe you tested with Dr. Nicholson, there's a, there's labs out there now that's been that has been sold off or given to labs, private labs. They will test for it. Um, I, I'd file for it, and it it, fall, it would fall underneath your chronic fatigue, but it would be uh, evidence for chronic fatigue. Back in the day, it was hypothesized that that was actually a biological weapon that the Iraqis had developed. Nothing ever came of it, whatever. But I, this, this veteran got it awarded to him. So, you know, he, he went the long haul and you know, he's going to have a, hopefully he goes and gets treatment for it as well. That's, and it is a, it's a very simple treatment. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, like this card of vet, uh, I'm reading some of his me uh, messages and stuff on here. He, his case is, is, is so cut dry i mean it's just right there and he still fights with the freaking va i, I mean the va will i mean yeah i remember when he had a fight for his oxygen to get it but they knew his levels were, were were down and this is this is my problem why are all the vas different why do you have iowa why do you have Texas? Why do you have Florida? Why do you have North Carolina? Why do you have uh, other ones who have these great t Tennessee, great VA systems? But then you got the ones that I don't know if they just don't, if they're clueless or they just don't give a shit. And that's the part that needs to change. And I think that's where Dr. Glum's going to come in. When she reads, I, I hope she got to read off every veteran that came out and said, look, these vets are being treated like shit, total shit. I mean, I've talked to this guard event a lot, uh, you know. And, I've, seen, I've seen a few of his posts. Yeah. And, I, I mean, it, he's got go for truth seekers. Go read this stuff. He's not lying to, to anybody whatsoever out there about what is going on.
with, with him. But why are these VAs? I mean, Washington, D.C. I talked to a vet out of there. Now, this vet really pissed me off, though. I got really, I, I don't normally get mad at vets, and I don't know if he's listening. I don't really give a shit if he is. And uh, he calls me up. He's like, hey, do you got some time to talk? I said, yeah. So I gave him my cell phone number. If a vet sends me a message, I'm going to give him my cell phone. And you know me. I'm going to call him. <laughs> he, he's like, you know, hey, I just got out 100%. You know, I watched the show, this, this, and this. He goes, but I just got diagnosed with cancer. And I said, really? And his was lung cancer, which they didn't give him much time. And I said, okay. Have you, uh, do you smoke? No. Do you this? No. Okay. Well, by chance, have you filed that with the VA? No, I said out 100%. Okay, guys, if you have a cancer and it's terminal and you know you're going to die from it, file with the VA because if you don't file with the VA and you die from that cancer, your spouse doesn't get anything. And he did not believe me. I said, call your VSO. I'm telling you, I, I want to reach like this mic and just start strangling these people. It's like, use common sense. Look up the rules. Understand the rules. I mean, I know that it is hard to believe that people out there don't, don't give a shit about you. <laughs> well, they don't give a shit about you. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now. You have to take care of you before you can take care of your 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 family. Yes, and, and it's true. I mean, I I know Wade is not married, and we need to find him a, a wife. But anyway, but like with with you, I I I don't know the trickle down to your daughter. I think our kids need to be put in a VA system. And they need to be compensated for what we gave them. That, that that's that's the next step. That's uh, for the the Gulf War babies, uh, parents and babies group. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I really follow that. That's as far as the studies. That's really the only reason I even I even care anymore. Wow. It, it's for the kids. You know, but I'm they, getting ready to have my grandchild. Who knows? Right. Well, look at the Vietnam veterans, you know, and their kids and their grandkids. And, you know, if, if we don't, if we're not active, they're just, they're, they've already forgotten about us. You know, they, they have forgotten about us, but we have got to stay active. Um, I think the Gulf War babies and parents, I think they do great. You know, and that's, you know, I'd, I'd like to get them on sometime. I, I think, I, I think. Me too. I, I really want one of them to come on and talk about what they're doing. What they're because doing, yeah. It is a great uh, to me, they're an organization. They are organized. They they are talking. Yeah, and I want them to come on. I want them to talk to us and I want them to tell us, hey, you, you know what? There's a lot of people out there, Desert Storm Vets, that their kids are sick. They don't know why. I and if and uh, having this program would be a great thing for them to come on and share so the world will, will know. It isn't just our kids in America. It's the world's kids. Yes, absolutely. And and I've noticed in their 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 on their group, they 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 are getting members that are actually kids of Gulf War veterans. Gulf War veterans who have passed, even. Yes. You know? 
hey, my dad, my mom, whatever. And, and you know, can I join? The, basically, can I join this? And then, of course, they let them in there, and they they have questions because they don't know. And I think I think the the children of the the Desert Storm vets and even Vietnam, but any vet that has died, and they died because of a presumptive, they should be awarded that one hundred percent for their their family member. Look, I know people die, you you. you Every day. I, I understand that. But the amount of pain that the desert storms are, are in and the stuff that they're dying from is not regular. It's, it's, no, it's not regular. No. And I, I mean, I like, I, I know guys that I've talked to that are like, look, man, I just, my oxygen level's going low or, uh, y- you know, or I got this chronic heart disease that, doesn't even run into my family, but they're saying it's genetic. My ass. I'm tired of hearing ge- genetic. If you want genetic, I got Gilbert syndrome. That's genetic. And that's where I, from what I, I've been told, the blood process, old blood, it gets processed instead of the, the new blood. So I, I have a mixture. So I have very, very awesome blood, I guess, you know. A vampire, I guess, wouldn't like me at all. But, and so, but what is, what is Gilbert syndrome? How is that being affected? Because I'm not able to process that new blood to give that oxygen and everything in there. How, how is that? You, you know, all your body, everybody's body is different. It has its own DNA and, and everything, but we all are suffering from almost the same thing. And, right. and, and I do believe that the guys that were, were on the ground, they probably got exposed to a little bit more stuff than what we got exposed to. You know, y'all probably took the P-tabs longer. Y'all probably, you know, took more a little bit more jabs than what we did. Or they were, spra- you know, some people got scuds hitting right over them that probably had sarin gas, got a little bit more exposure than what, what we did. But we all have the same shitty ass syndromes. Yeah, and they—that's and after that long, after this long, they have not pinpointed. And I—that's what I find hard. I find it hard to believe that they haven't pinpointed. Right. Other than you know, Doctor Haley says Saren washes his hands and walks away. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't you know? make any sense. Like, doesn't make no sense. No, doesn't, and I, and you know, you know, like some of these other people we've we've talked to, that that can't be the only denominator, right? Exactly, you know? exactly. I mean, there's so much information out there now that it, it can't be hidden anymore. There's there's so many people who have information out there that I mean, it's unbelievable, and I, I mean, I was really honored. To meet uh, a Venus, man, I tell you what. When I, when I talked to her, and about twenty minutes into the show, and she started telling me shit, my eyes were wide open. I had I didn't even have a clue about it. But that's why, that's why every vet needs to stop fighting amongst each other, 
who's better than who, what's better than what, and this, this, and this, and start talking, start connecting. The more, the more of us, the powerful we become. Oh, absolutely. And, and one thing, this is what I did a while, and I, for your own peace of mind, we both know people that are extremely, extremely obsessed with this whole, with the whole subject for your own peace of mind. I recommend if, if you are obsessed, if you wake up in the morning and this is all you can think about, you, you need to do something. You need to get a counselor. You need to get a hobby, something because as we're, I'm, I'm on the younger spectrum and you know, I, I'm going to be, I don't even know how old 53, 54 this year. Um, so that means, that means pretty much everybody else is older than I am. So we're, we're getting older. The VA is not, they're not coming up with solutions. So it's, you need to enjoy what, what time, what years we have left, whether that's one year or another 50 years, who knows? I'm telling but do you. not become so obsessed, so consumed with this, that, that it just, it, this cannot be your driving force in your older years. Right. You know, right. You, don't you, you, be that. You, don't be that old man that sits in front of the TV all day and watches the same freaking news channel. Hey, don't do it. <laughs> because you know? I know way too many of them, I want to strangle their asses too. It's like, oh man, come on. Y'all need to just enjoy. You're 80 something years old and you're worried about the news? Like, yeah. shit, there's get women putting lipstick on out there. It's, you know, get just get out. Walk away. Turn your computer and cell phone off. You know, put it down for a while. That's I, all. That's. That, I, I agree to that. And I, I know, I know that for most of the listeners who listen, and I know this one will come out in, in a week or two. This is very informative. This is, uh, this is what most of us uh, needed to hear t- tonight. That. You, you, you know, especially what you went through, because, you, you know, what you went through, uh, you know, I know you had your 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 family. I know you had us and everything going through the process. I'm pretty damn proud of you. I'm I'm proud of myself, to be honest. I, I had my doubters and I doubted myself, but and, you know, I had my, my share of supporters, too, man. See, I thought it was next week because when you actually. When we actually talked, it was right on my birthday. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And that, by the way, that is next Thursday. So you, you know, if all y'all want to come on and sing "Happy Birthday" to me, oh hell, I'll sing it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> no man, uh, you 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 know what? I'll, I'll be I'll be uh, twenty one. Uh, with a lot of extra years, and and what's so funny is. It's like somebody was telling me the other day, they were like, uh, oh, it's my granddaughter. She's like, Papa. I'm like, yeah. She goes, you're old. I was like, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and this is what I, this is what I, I want. The, the legacy I'm going to leave for my kids is be happy. Enjoy yourself. I mean, because if I'm sitting in a wheelchair it's going to be motorized. It's going to have mud tires on it. I'm still going to go out hunting. 
I'll yep. ho- I'm going to hoist myself up into to, to my tree my tree stand. I'm going to still hunt. I'm still going to enjoy everything that I can do while I can. If it's uh, if I have to be on oxygen whenever I'm older, I don't know how I'm going to do that yet. Maybe cut a hollow part into the tree, put my oxygen in there so it muffles the sound while I'm hunting. I'll I'll figure it out. And so, yep. You know, um, a uh, buddy of mine on his on his podcast, he he made a comment, and I I've been thinking about it. Maybe give you and some other people something to think about. It says uh he quoted a. Uh, Happiness is an illusion. And I've been thinking about that for a few weeks. And I don't really know what he meant. Maybe I do know what he meant by it. Um, and for me personally, I can be happy in the moment, in the time. I've been happy this last hour. Um, but uh, I'm, I personally, yeah. I just realized you were talking, oh, man. I feel- yeah. <laughs> But happiness is, 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 you know, it's everybody has their own thing of happiness. For me, I'm always chasing happiness. You know, I'm always seeking it out. I'm not I'm not happy consistently. And that's just me. But I want people to think about, you know, well, think about what makes you happy. You know, and, you know, that, let, let's, let's everybody have a, you know, you know, a happy weekend. Oh, hey, you know what? I, 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 I'm going to leave it at this. I'm going to leave it at this. And uh, I want everybody to, I, I coined this phrase over 30 something years ago. I was in the military. I actually almost got a psych evaluation over it. Uh, you know, but my chaplain came up to me and he was like, how are you doing today? I said, life is like a flower. Every time I saw him, I would say that. And he was like, what do you mean by life is like a flower? I said, I, uh, everybody listen what, what I'm telling you on this, okay? You start out as this little seed, okay? It, you're planted, and it grows into a nice, beautiful flower. But on the way that you're going to be a flower, you're being stepped on, spit on, kicked on, pulled on, plucked at, made fun of, everything else, Correct. Then on the good side of it, people are smelling it. People enjoy the beauty. People enjoy the uh, the happiness it gives them to see such a beautiful flower, no matter what kind it is. So you got your choices in life. You got two choices. You can worry about being that one seed that gets stepped on, kicked on, spit on, or you can be the one one seed that grows into a beautiful flower that the last thing people see on this earth said that was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. That's pretty good. And, and hey, you know what? I, I mean, it, that's how I, that's how I look at life. That's exactly what I think about uh, about what everybody should think about is enjoy your happy place. And and, and you got to have that happy place, it, you know, and find yours. I mean, I, I, I think you found yours. I, I think, I'm getting there. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I haven't seen you 
in, in the last year, I, I noticed how much more positive you, you are compared to the year before that yep. I, I got to know you and, and everything. A little better every day, man. And, That's and all I can say. Be happy you still have more hair than what John does. <laughs> and see, John can't say anything right right now because uh, he's sick and he can't scream and yell at my ass for it. But I'm sure he's going to pay me back later. Pay you back, hell yeah. Yeah, so um, I um, oh, you wanted to bring up one other thought process that we were talking about earlier. Uh, oh, for the study? Yeah, for for the study. Oh, um, so I I did get confirmation from uh, Dr. Nicholson. He is uh still recruiting uh female only. Desert Storm only females for his current study. Um, so if the females who might be interested, they can reach out to him. His email is G Nicholson. That is spelled N-I-C-O-L-S-O-N at IMED, I-M-M-E-D dot org. Um, and tell them that you, you would be interested in participating in his female Desert Storm study. I participated in a previous study with him. It's basically a no bullshit, straightforward study. Um, and I can not highly awesome. recommend it enough. Awesome. Well, man, Way, thank you for coming in and stepping in while John was out sick. Absolutely, brother. And, you know, you're now my co-co-host. Co-co-host. <laughs> co-co-host. Co-co. <laughs> At least I didn't say nutty cocoa host. <laughs> but guys and gals, thank y'all for listening. And we will see y'all next week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to Go For Side Effects. If you have a story or you would like to share or just come on with any comments or questions, please email me at kevinsimon at goforsideeffects.com.